Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So a meme is the premise of a show this week. It was quite an amusing one, which stated, when is the employee Christmas party for the self-checkout at Walmart? At Walmart, that is. Now, I, it got me thinking, of course, about you know how these stores actually get away with making us scan our own groceries so they can save a buck. But they really don't give you much benefit to the people actually paying. I have always, I have always said this, that if they want me to scan my own groceries, then they need to give me a smock and start putting me on the payroll or giving me something off my bill. Give me some kind of benefit. It's kind of like when companies offer you that convenience fee for paying your bill online. And you really, it's not convenient for anybody other than the company that's taking the convenience fee, right? So self-checkouts are mainly used in supermarkets, although there are some in department stores and convenience stores, and most self-checkout areas are supervised by at least one staff member. Now, my reaction here, if Macy's can scan a few shirts when you only have a few items, why is it that they want me to go ahead and take my full load of groceries, right? And, you know, it, it is just ridiculous. My full load of groceries on the belt they just need to hire more employees and stop trying to use us to save some money. It's too much work to scan and bag your own stuff. And shouldn't they also offer you some kind of a discount? As of 2013, there were 191,000 self-checkout units deployed across the globe. And by 2025, it's only going to get worse. It's predicted to be 1.2 million units to be installed worldwide. So if you want to blame someone... The machines were originally invented by David Humble with NCR Corporation. That's the same company that invented the ATMs and the cash registers, and so it certainly made sense. But in an ATM, you're only actually doing one or two transactions, so it's easier to do that with just uh, you know do that yourself, right? The number one benefit to providing the self-checkout machines is, of course, reduced labor cost, right? And again, it just it doesn't provide much benefit to the actual people that are buying the groceries, right? The size of the checkout machine and everything is smaller, so they can actually, you know, stock more shelves. Yeah, again, yada, yada, yada. I, I get it, but it just makes makes me crazy. Even Costco has begun to institute these self-checkout lanes in their food court during the COVID pandemic, allowing the food court's kitchen staff to focus solely on food preparation service. And again, you know, technology is always good and bad, but unless I am going to get something, I am going to keep going to my cashier and and do it because I really don't want to scan my own groceries. It's just kind of interesting, right? I wasn't trained properly on these machines, and I didn't really see it in the employee handbook as well. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is making her second appearance. She appears on WLWT News 5 TV in Cincinnati. She last appeared March the 6th in the Get Me Out of the Group text episode. Let welcome now the lovely Cherie Polello. And Cherie, we, we've had to do this a couple of times, and I apologize. Uh, we've had some technical difficulties. I hope you can hear me now. <laughs> I, I hear you fine. Hopefully you can hear me too. Yes, I do hear you, and everything is, is okay, I think, on, on our end, but we had so many problems. But this self-checkout thing has me angered, and, and it's funny. I was going out over the weekend, and we had to buy 
um, some, you know, adult beverages. I won't say what, but we had to buy some, <laughs> we had to buy some adult beverages. I almost like you more now just for saying that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So we had to buy these adult beverages. And of course they only had four registers open. Have you ever been to the Kroger in Union? I mean, you know, is this is what it is, but they only had four registers open. So of course I had to go to the self-checkout lanes and I, you know, I'm sitting there. So I let my wife do it. Cause I'm like, I, this is, this is a pain in the neck. Uh, we, we got out of there, but of course you, you know, when you buy alcohol, you have to show ID. So we had to wait for the person to come and get it. Now, no fault of the person who was doing this. I am not blaming the person that's actually doing this, but I just don't understand why there can't be a regular cashier and do it the normal way. And instead of having four lanes open only when, you know, it's right before Christmas, you would think it reminds me when Toys R Us used to be open during the Christmas season, you would have lines out the door and you'd go in there and you're thinking, this is the only time of the year that they make money. Could you not staff it properly? I know. Yeah, it, it is frustrating. Is it so, so, you know, it's funny because as you were doing your monologue, I thought, does it really bother me? And here's the thing. So usually um, we go to the grocery probably six out of the seven days a week because we have five kids, right? And um, it feels like we're always out of something, coffee or toothpaste, whatever. So I'm one of those people who a lot of times is in and out. I'm there to get three items. I'm not a great planner as far as, you know, planning meals for the week. I tend to be like, okay, what am I doing for dinner tonight? And then I run in, you know, quickly in the morning. So I don't mind the self-checkout for that reason, where I can just kind of get in and out and I can do it myself. What makes me a little crazy is now it seems to be the wave of the future. So you literally will have only one, maybe two cashiers, even on a busy day. And then you have people doing their full Christmas or Christmas loads. <laughs> First race, I'm in Christmas mode. Grocery load in the self-checkout. And, and I've had to do that before because the line with the actual cashiers is, you know, 10 deep. So I'm like, okay, forget it. I've got 40 items. I'm just going to go to self-checkout. But then I feel like inevitably, you know, it says, oh, you didn't put an item in your bag. So you've got to call over the person to make sure, you know, you actually bring it up. And it seems like it takes a lot longer than if you just had cashiers, you know, moving us through. And at the end of the day, these machines are not cheap. So right. it does right. cost the company a ton of money to do this. And really, what convenience does it play? Except if you have two or three items and you could figure it out. But if I have to start weighing fruit, I mean, come on, right? I mean, I don't know how I to know. do this stuff. I wasn't I trained to do this stuff. <laughs> I agree with you. <laughs> I will often be like, okay, it's probably easier to look up the item and match the picture because I'm not, is broccoli with two C's or not with two C's? Like when you're spelling it out. So um, it can, I, I know it can take forever. Well, I just, I just don't get it. Um, I think that these companies, you know, and again, invite us to the Christmas party. If we're going to be part of this, Kroger, Walmart, all these companies that's got, you know, the self-checkout lanes, then let's, let's do it, right? Let's, let's make sure we can go to the Christmas party and get some of the benefits, right, that you should be able to pay for. I just think it's... we're talking about pet peeves, that's your pet peeve. I think my bigger pet peeve right now is just customer service. So, before I was long before I, you know, um, was a reporter, um, I was a waitress and a bartender. And I mean, I did it at 14 and it is making me crazy right now, the lack of customer service. And what I mean by that is I don't care 
if you only have three waitresses and the place is packed or the kitchen's running really slow, as long as my waitress or my bartender is really just, hey, bear with me here. We're getting slammed right now. It's The kitchen's running a little slow. I'm going to bring you out a basket of bread to kind of tide you over. But I find that, I don't know, since this pandemic, it's as if you're a burden when you go into places. And I'm telling you, I've even experienced it from owners, which I'm baffled by where, you know, they're almost more annoyed by you than wanting your business. So you know, I just wish we could get back to that good quality customer service. And I, I tell you what, when I meet a good bartender and I have one near my house, uh, I, and even though like maybe the place isn't my style of place because it's probably a, a much younger demographic by the time I get. Oh, come on. Here. You're only 29. Oh. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> They're much younger and they've been there since 5 p.m., right? Yeah. So they're slightly tipsy. But the bartenders are so awesome. They are just so friendly and it doesn't matter if they're packed or whatever. I love it. And I will go back and go back and go back because I just appreciate the good service. No, I agree with you. And I'm about to also all that too with the customer service. We were at a place, the, you know, I've been to several times and I loved it. But then for some reason on Friday night, we went back and the service was just, and they, and they kept forgetting me. It was like everybody else got their stuff. And I'm like, hello, I'm over here. Where's my drink? And then they forget that it's that, that I was there. And, and again, at the end, she wound up taking a couple things off the bill. I didn't want her to do that. I, I told her, look, it's not, it's not your fault. We understand. Um, right. It gets crazy in the kitchen and all this stuff. And, and we don't want to, I'm the, I would rather tip them and, you know, give them whatever, um, but tipping is another thing we need to talk about on another. I was time. just gonna say that. I was like, <laughs> okay, I know this is not part of your. Oh, I don't care. Today, we we don't have a. We, there's no direction here, Cherie. Just go no wherever point. you want. You gotta you gotta tackle tipping because I made my you know I paid my way through college off of tips, right. but I do think that tipping has gotten a little out of control, right? And well, we can delve into that. No, no, I, I think you're right. I think that I've been saying this for a long time. Why is it the? Why is it my responsibility? Okay, to pay the restaurant employee and not the restaurant itself. And and what I mean by I that, mind. It, it, what I mean by that is it, it just, I just don't understand if you're going to tell me that, Oh, well, if we took out the tips, then I'd have to charge you more. Well, if you charge, like say for instance, I give 20%, right. Or 25. Now you're telling me the food's only going to go up 15%. I'm actually going to make some money. You know, if they do it in a way <laughs> where they pay the employee a reasonable wage, and then a percentage of the amount of tables that they cover, kind of like a salesperson, I'd be good with that model. And then if they just charge a little extra for the food, it'd be, it would be okay. But uh, since you worked in the industry and I've got good friends that do the same thing, they make a good living on it and they probably wouldn't like this model. But I just don't understand how, how restaurants have gotten to the point where they barely give them any money to live on. You have to make everything on tips. So I don't mind it when it is a, a, a waiter or a bartender and you're spending an hour with them or more, right? I never mind that. And I made my living off of it. Like I said, I paid my way through school. Thank God for TGI Fridays in the yeah. 90s <laughs> because I can make a couple hundred bucks just in an afternoon. My problem with tipping is it's so out of hand. So I go to get a carryout order that literally is, you know, I half the time they don't come out to your car, even though they say they'll greet you at your car. You're waiting, waiting, waiting. So I'm the type of person I'm usually in a hurry. I'll just go in and get my order. But then you feel this like obligatory, you know, you have to tip them. 
and, and they'll even say, would you like to add a tip? <laughs> and I'll think, um, not really, because I had to come in and get my food. And, you know, I don't really feel like I should have to tip when you really haven't served, you know, been waiting on me. Um, and this, it's, it's just so out of control with so many things. You know, I feel like you can't get a cup of coffee. You want a tip. I go through a subway. I feel like I need to come like tip the guys that are just making my quick my sub real quick and i love like being generous i am such a generous person at heart i just think it's kind of uncomfortable because sometimes then you get somebody who's really not so friendly making your sub whatever place you're at right and yet you feel like you have to tip them or the other thing is the people who go do you want your change back <laughs> and i'll be like well yeah i'm not going to give you a ten dollar tip on a you know seven dollar sub <laughs> well, so it's just a bit out of control i know and, and i've been doing the uber eats and i've been tipping the drivers because that's you know that's a hard job and again they're right? driving they're yeah. bringing you same with like when i get my pizza delivered to the house for my 10 kids that are hanging yeah, 100, out on uh, yeah, every and the, day basis yeah, they are all at your house i, I get it right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so i don't mind that it's just the things that you're like really I really don't want to tip you even, but I feel like I have to because I feel like I'm a jerk if I don't. I know. I'm with you. I've, I've just never understood the models that are out there because even, you know, and I have this, ar not argument with, it's just a discussion with the woman who's been cutting my hair for like 15 years, right? She, she and I are friends and she cuts it. And I always tell her, I go, just tell me how much you want to make. Like, don't, why do I need to, like, if you tell me it's $15, and I only give you 20, I'm going to feel lousy. Why don't you tell me that it should be 25 bucks and that's it. And we'll just be done with it. Right. I'm good with the right. amount. I just don't understand why we have to tip on top of it. Why not? You're the business owner. You know how much it, it, you know, to cut hair, it's not an easy job. Then put it into the price and just be, I mean, you, you, you have probably the, uh, the worst case. Cause you're, you know, 70, a hundred, 120 bucks to, uh, oh, and I'm I sure wish, you, it's all right? natural and you, you don't have to color it. I totally get right. it. Uh, right. But, but uh, you know, when you have to color it, I know my daughter, I had to pay for hers. It was $115 to cut hair. I'm like, oh, yeah. you better yeah. start going somewhere. You know, it's. <laughs> and then there, there, there gets, there's that gray area again, where yeah. if it used to be, and I don't know if it's still this way, maybe it is, but if the owner is cutting your hair or your stylist, then you didn't have to tip because they're the owner of the place. But then I felt like that even got weird because the last two places, and I've only been to two different women over the last 20 years, they both were the owners of the salons. So you're like, do I need to tip them even though they're the owners and they're making 100% of the right. service, right? It's just, it is such it, a it's, great it's, area. And then you get, you know, this is running during the holidays. Then it also leads into, well, how much do you gift all the people who provide services for you, right? You yep. know, is it just your normal tip or should it be the price of what you pay for that service? Meaning if your haircut's 50 bucks, do you tip them 50 over the holidays? I don't know. It's uh, out of it, it is out of control. But I'm going to bring up one that we don't tip that get a salary. The people that deliver your mail, they don't get tips. This is true. Right? Yep. So yep. again, the post office has not necessarily been you know, a stellar organization over the years in terms of government run, but we do like, you know, the people that work there are wonderful and, right, and they bust their butts. They bust their butts. And especially, especially the, this time of year, this time of year. So, I mean, people do give them a bottle, they give them stuff, but I'm talking about in general, you know, and we don't tip the Amazon driver either. 
right? We don't tip. Right. So there's got to, you know, we, we got to. should be on, they're definitely on my oh, payroll. <laughs> I'll tell you about it. because I ordered something before you, I logged on with you. Yes. You know what's funny about Amazon now is, I don't know about, you probably have these neighborhood group pages, and I've talked to Mike about it too. These neighborhood group pages are very annoying in your neighborhood. Um, but one of the things that you'll see on the neighborhood group page, and it'll tell you, hey, did you get my package? Because Amazon says it was delivered, blah, 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 right? The problem is people order so much crap from Amazon, they don't know whether it's theirs or someone else's. They have no idea what they ordered. Or like, you know, for me, for the holidays, I mean, truly, 99% of everything I got was online. Yeah. Right? I just tried to do it early hoping that it, it, there would be enough delivery time. And so I literally have it stacked up in a spare bedroom. I think I got everything. I'll find out when I go to, to, to wrap things the day before Christmas. <laughs> I know. And it, it's, 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 it's out of control. Like we go and we buy all these things. And, and by the way, I bought something really, I can't mention it because this, this episode is going to air right before the hol- right before Christmas. And I need to make sure that, that but I will tell you this, Cherie. This thing that I bought, you would want to come over the house to try. I'm just telling you that because it's okay. it's 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 along the lines of stuff we talked about with uh, maybe an adult beverage or two. It's 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 okay. it's, it's quite uh, quite fancy. I think it's. You have uh, to text it to me yeah. after we done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You might you might enjoy this uh, too much, and and then you'll wind up getting because you and Mike would would really need it with with all the kids and and everything that's going on. And now I love your tweet this week. Or, or late last week, when you asked about, don't ask me why we agreed to watch the class turtles over Christmas break. I, I have a turtle in this house because God forbid we don't have enough animals in our house. Um, right. But what is up with the turtles and how do you get stuck? I mean, are you the class mom? Do you got to do this? What What is up with this? Although I'm so glad you just said that I'm going to message my son here in a minute and say, don't forget to feed the darn turtles or tortoises. I guess my, my oldest son is, you know, practically a zoologist in his mind. He's like, mom, they're tortoises. They're not in the water. They're tortoises if they're on land. Anyway, um, you know, I'm just a big sucker. So what happened was I have um, three boys of my own, um, a senior, a freshman, and then my 11-year-old, who's a fifth grader. And he tends to be that kid who is um, the, probably the class clown and God bless his teachers for putting up with him. But he wants to always be involved in everything. So at the very beginning of the year, the teacher asked, okay, let's try to assign their, let's see, their names are Hershey's, Hershey and Snickers. <laughs> Hershey and Snickers, very nice. Hershey and Snickers. And we need somebody to watch them on all of the breaks. So, you know, over Christmas break, spring break, and then over the summer. Well, I was like, oh, we'll take Christmas break because I do not want these things for two and a half months over the summer. So I really feel like I came out on top. But of course, Mike is not exactly a fan that I agreed to this. He shut it down immediately, but he didn't realize that I had already agreed to it. I would have <laughs> shut it down too. But see, my wife will do this stuff where we get cats that end up in our house and yeah. she doesn't tell me for like two weeks. And she but just keeps. Notice, right? Well, I guess, but I, more animals. It's just because it's it's we. I, I told the story. Uh, we we lost one of our uh, dogs recently, and we didn't have any dogs in the house for a little bit. And I actually did an episode last week where I talked about uh, 
when is it too soon, right? Whether you lose a spouse, whether you lose a pet, when is it too soon, right? Well, to hopefully get... the time frame's different. I know, apparently. <laughs> Between the dog and your spouse. Well, no, I know that, but I told Susan to have, you know, she can have a date at the funeral. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> I say at least a year when I die. All right. You want, I'm you, gonna you... say I want you to be happy, but the truth is I at least want you to like be sad about me for a while. Well, you need to listen to last week's episode because I basically okay. said, it's none of anybody's business. So if you, I, you know, you see somebody who actually lost a loved one and they start dating right away, you know, it, it depends on the situation, right? It depends on how they go and it, it, how long they were suffering, if they were sick, whatever. But, right. but anyway, getting back to that. So my wife actually asked me, she went up to look at uh, a pet, uh, a dog, and she went up to this uh, shelter thing and she says to me, so if I like the dog, is it okay to bring it home? I said, you're really asking me now? Like you're gonna, like, like if I say no, you're not gonna bring it home? I mean, what's the difference at this point? Just bring it home. I mean, right. so of course we have another dog now. Um, oh. His name is Ozzy, like an Ozzy Osbourne, not Ozzy with, so O-Z-Z-Y. And Got he's it. a mixed breed. We think he is a border collie and shepherd mix. Uh, very, very scared dog. He was. Uh, he's doing much better. He's been here about a week and a half, and he's doing much better. Uh, we if if they can't if he can't make it at our house, then then I'm sorry, but he can't make it anywhere, right? Because, <laughs> because, because you're an animal house. Oh, Animal House is right. I mean, right. in the movie too. You know, no, oh no, <laughs> no, it is Animal House. We have all the we have all the pets. Uh, at our well, house. I will say that these turtles are, they're fine. They're like nothing. It's like a rock, right? I mean, you just put a little lettuce in the cage and, or aquarium, whatever it is, and they're good. Yeah. I, mean, I kind of feel sorry for them. And this is what I said to my son, because now he's all obsessed. Like, well, when we have to give them back, can we get our own turtle? And I said, geez, don't you think it's kind of a pitiful life? Like they just sit there I feel like they should be out in their real habitat, right? It's the same with when I go to the zoo. Like, I love our zoo. It's absolutely beautiful. And when my kids were young, um, you know, I think I went twice a week to try to entertain them when they were little. We always had a membership. But it does kind of break my heart to see these wild animals, you know, and as much as even when we try to make it beautiful and a larger enclosure, it's like you feel like they should be in Africa or something, right? I agree. We have a turtle in our in our living room. We've got a big tank. So when you know people come over for Super Bowl or whatever, they got the turtle. And one of the guys was talking to us like, "How this turtle is? What kind of an existence is, is this? He's in yeah. he's in this cage. Yeah. Again, not my asking. We have a gecko somewhere in the house. I think we lost a snake years and years ago. That's oh it. my yeah, gosh. It's we've had geckos and lizards too, yeah, yeah. but um, we're we're done with the reptiles and. I've always said 100% no to snakes and spiders. Not happening. Yeah. Well, so I'm going to shift gears a little bit from reptiles okay. in this to talking about something that I like, food. And and I'm going to talk about bagels, okay? Because good bagels in New York is a, is a thing. I'm from New York originally. I've been living here for 20 years. You can't find a decent bagel. And Panera is okay, but it's just there's a lot of things that are wrong. But apparently now... I don't know. What do you like on a bagel, Cherie? What What is your go-to? Do you like butter? Okay. Are you cream cheese? I mean, do oh. you like jelly? What do you What do you like? First of all, you know, because I'm a woman who's over 40, so I try to do low carb. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't do bagels a ton, but I love them, and I love pretty much anything on them. Usually, cream cheese. When I was younger, it used to be a bagel with peanut butter or butter, um, but. Oh gosh, you just can't go wrong with the bagel. There's just 
there's something like honestly can you tell how i just miss them yes I mean, there's something so satisfying with a bagel you just like oh you just you rip it apart you dip it in your cream cheese yeah so well, it, i love them i just try not to do it too often it's a rite of passage for people from new york or any you know that that have to have a bagel and a schmear right schmear is cream cheese it's a little bit oh, of cream okay. cheese, all right? So okay. just, I got. Okay. There's a lot of times when when you're wrong with me, you got to have like I got to have a a, de- a, derp, a dictionary uh, with some of the things I say. But it, it, a bagel and a schmear, it's kind of Yiddish for putting some cream cheese on a bagel. But apparently now it's very hard to get cream cheese. I don't know if you've seen this, but this oh. year's hackers have unleashed cyber attacks on pipelines, ferry boats, meat packers, police departments, and now they're going after cream cheese. I don't understand it, but you, you cannot find cream cheese uh, anywhere. Uh, apparently, a cyber attack against the largest U.S. cheese manufacturer contributed to a nationwide cream cheese shortage shortly before the holidays, and this is just unacceptable. I want my cream cheese back. We went to GFS, and we were only allowed to – we can only find one um, one <laughs> thing of cream cheese. And I'm like, oh, come on. This is not good. We need our cream cheese, Sheree. Although it does make sense because at the grocery today, I was trying to get cream cheese because I was going to make um, um, a cheesecake uh, for Christmas that my boys just love. And um, I have the best cre- um, cheesecake recipe, by oh, the way. Oh, I love cheesecake. Um, but, um, but the low-fat cream cheese was it, like non-existent. So you had to get, which, you know, whatever. At this point, when you're eating for the holidays, does it really matter if you do a third of the fat for cream cheese? But they were completely out. It it reminds me of going to the Arby's drive through and ordering two roast beef sandwiches and a Diet Coke. Okay, <laughs> it's know. not. Get, get, give me the real stuff. I don't like fat free anything. Um, I, 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 I I know you got to try it, and I should. I should look into it. I'm not a small person anymore. I used to be, uh, but I like to say the corporation has expanded nicely. Um, <laughs> I like that. That's kind of the that's way. Such a, that's such a nice way of saying it. You're fat. Yeah. So no, I, just, I'm sure. This is this is just unfortunately the way of life. I think as you get older, I'm sure your wife has the same battles. It's just it's so unfair. You know, I I I never worried about my weight so much, and it, it feels like you turn 40 and there's like a switch that turns off where suddenly you have zero metabolism. <laughs> I know. I was a, I was a thin. I like to say I was like to reference the Seinfeld episode. I had a 32 inch waist. You know, back then. Um, and it, it's just, I don't know what happened. It just, I have, you know, from, for me, it was 45, but it just kind of, it, uh, all of a sudden, cause I never gained weight before I, if I did, it was like five or 10 pounds and I would always get it off and then it would come back. But it's kind of this way where now you put five and 10 and it's 10 and 20 and it's, it's just, yeah. it, it, you, you can't I had do it. A, um, a nutritionist talked to me recently and she was saying on average, a woman will gain three pounds a year after they turn 40, 45, right? So, I mean, you put that together, that's why when we look, you know, when we go to a class reunion or you see people in over five years, I mean, three pounds, five years, that's 15, then another 15, right? So every five years, that's that's not good. No, we can't we can't keep doing that because then we wind up like Santa and that's not good. We got, we got to figure, <laughs> figure something listen, out. You know, viewers are not kind to, to female oh, no. anchors. So they'll be sure to tell me if they think I've gained weight. Oh, uh, you know, that's the, that's the, I, that's I wish horror. I could share with you some of the emails that we oh, get. I don't, you know, I, I hate, I don't understand. You know, I, I did a little bit of advertising for this lens burning bush. You don't even want to know the stuff that people wrote on my page 
for this kind of stuff, like for the ad. They're like, get it off my timeline, you know, blah, blah, blah. They were just mean. There were a lot of good, there were some good, right? But there was a lot of mean people, and that's just for this a stupid little show. I can't imagine what you get, and I don't understand why somebody sitting on the couch and watching you, who you do a wonderful job, by the way, watching you on TV, who, why do they care? Number one is what you're wearing with this, and, and they get, just get... So you should be able to do it in sweatpants and do whatever you want to do. I don't understand why it's got to be the way it is. You're reading well, the news, okay? Get the high no, heels no. off. You don't need like you need to just wear your tennis sneakers and and be comfortable. That's what, we want Cherie to be comfortable. They don't. No. They don't. No. Um, well, you know it's funny because when I got into this business, I actually thought that I wanted to get into radio because I wanted to do the news on radio. That was when you know WLW yeah. especially, but even every radio station had their morning news person, right? So I thought that's what I wanted to do because anybody who follows me on social media knows that I'm kind of a tomboy. So I really prefer like no makeup and a ball cap anywhere I go, unless I'm, you know, having to be dressed up. Um, But yeah, you know, it's sad because this business has changed so much. And because people have access to you, unlike they did 25 years ago, you know, they can tell you anything they want about anything they think right and I always say I always I usually respond to people if it has anything to do with news if it's nice I mean if somebody's just being absolutely snarky and it's you know politics brings that out in people COVID has brought that out in people vaccines oh my gosh don't get me started but if it has something to do with my appearance usually I just I hit the delete good that you should if it's nasty because you just you can't you, you know what's funny though, and, and I'm and I'm sure that the women in your life would say the same thing. You can be told twenty great things or fifty really great things, but somebody says one really nasty thing that just kind of really jabs you, and that's the stuff you remember, you yeah. know. And it's it's unfortunate. And it's wrong. We need to stop it, and we need to do this. And since it's Christmas, I wanted to do a twas. I do my tradition. My twas okay. the. It's kind of a, I do a whole tradition of twas right before Christmas. And, okay. you know, because, again, I want to give give, uh, you know, the re- the reading you sit by, you know, Christmas Eve, everybody sits by and they they read the twas the night before Christmas. Right. So I wanted to bring something up that, you know, and it, it, it made me think of what I wrote in here. So you, you might like it. You might not. You could throw tomatoes, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing. Twas right before Christmas and all through the homes, people were putting up their trees, lights and some garden gnomes. The president now hears, let's go Brandon, and Karen's more of a household name. Plus Todd Rundgren, Jay-Z, LL Cool J, and others got in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. 2021 looked a lot like 2020 with some minor changes and some bling. We lost many great people, including Charlie Watts, Mike Nesmith, Bob Dole, and Larry King. We have a new Matrix movie and special Kurt Warner movie coming out soon. We can go in person again, or at least for now, which makes everyone over the moon. Must have The must-have presence for the season, the new iPhone 13, virtual reality headsets, PlayStation 5 if you can get it, supply chain issues makes you just wait and sit. As we get closer to watching It's a Wonderful Life, drinking our eggnog, spiked of course, and other Yuletide cheer, try and spend as much time with loved ones this Christmas year. Let's hope that we enjoy the time with or without the mask. Be friendly and don't feel the need to take everyone to task. As 2021 now drives out of sight, a very Merry Christmas to all and to all a good night. 
I love it. <laughs> You're so creative. Well, I don't know about that, but thank you. I appreciate the and kind. I forgot about Larry King. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah, big loss. We always lose a lot. And and one of the things, um, speaking of, of a gift, we have Betty White is turning 100. Um, and she's I don't know. If, she's turning 100 on January 17th. And what she's doing is. She's inviting fans to celebrate with her in a special movie event called Betty White, 100 Years Young, a birthday celebration. So if you find it, I think it's on her uh, Twitter page or uh, Betty White page. But yeah, 100 Years Young, a birthday celebration. And we lost so many great people, but Betty White is a treasure. I, I think at the end of the world, it'll be Keith Richards and Betty White will be left. Those will be the, <laughs> those will be the only, only two. Knock wood. I love her. She yes. is just a pistol and so full of life. And I, it doesn't surprise me that she's doing something on Twitter or, you know, something live for her birthday. That's so cool. Awesome. And it's Christmas. So I want, uh, you know, I want, you know, hopefully you and your family have a wonderful Christmas because it's important to do. And I am of the belief, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, I could say Merry Christmas because Christmas is this week. Hanukkah is already gone. We, we, we're going in. And if you want to say Merry Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa uh, I can't even say it anymore. Hanamata Kwanzaa, we could throw it all together or just Hanamis or whatever. But Merry Christmas. Um, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook at Lens Burning Bush. Follow along. We're following on video right now, too. So you can follow along on YouTube uh, and, and, and you can watch. Uh, although you can you, you'll find Cherie to be a lot more uh, viewer friendly than myself. But uh, you could do that on the YouTube channel under Lens Burning Bush. You can listen under iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. But make sure you say Lens Burning Bush podcast. Because I don't want you to, whatever comes out on Amazon, if you just say lens burning, it's not a good thing. And it goes back to what people were posting on <laughs> my. Be dangerous. Yes. But again, <laughs> the video thing is new. Uh, again, we got, we got the technical difficulties, I think, out of the way. Although, you know, it is what it is, Cherie. But thank you for, for putting up with me for the second time. I'm not sure why you and Mike uh, want to put yourself through uh, this. <laughs> listen, you're so good to us. And, and we. You know, love being able to help you out. And hopefully, you know, it makes people get a, a different side of us and, and they like us too. And they uh, turn into WLWT Channel 5 every yes, night. Yes, every night because it's number one and you're Emmy Award winning and all this, right? Because you're going to win more awards. Uh, it's a little competition between the two of you, right? We'll get more awards. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, I don't let him compete when I'm entering uh, stuff. No, you... I'm a a sore loser. <laughs> well, I don't blame you. Well, thanks to Cherie Palello. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.